All right, gentlemen, episode 17. It's been a while. What have you guys been doing? Other than golf, because that's the only thing to do. Golf, work, and sleep. Yeah, well, I can't work. I mean, I'm technically an entrepreneur now. <laughs> so if you guys want to subscribe to the channel and go to iTunes. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. I got, I got a quick story. So Russ and I go bike riding last Friday. True. And so we get... It's all uphill, top of the lake, see the falls. We're on our way back down. I'm like five, ten feet behind Russ. And there's a couple standing on the side of the path. The path is like, what, five or six feet wide, maybe? Uh, maybe a little more I than that. I think six to eight. And it's all crushed, like crushed, fine crushed stone. And so I see the lady, like, off to the side, like, going like this. And I'm like, like I said, I was behind Russ. So we get by. I was like, Russ, was she waving us by? He's like, no, she's telling us to move over. We're too close to her. You're outside. Yeah. And we're doing like 16 miles an hour down a path. They literally turned yeah. their backs to us. They, they were walking. Like, <laughs> they heard us coming. They went to the right edge of the path and faced the woods. And the guy put his hand over his mouth. That didn't work well with a microphone, <laughs> but... Yeah, put his hand over his mouth, and like he said, she was... Which is probably worse than you than telling us to get over. Like, come on. It's like, if you're going to do that, you might as well just stay at home. Like, and, and then, there was a decent amount of people out. And prior to that, there was a girl on a road bike going the opposite way. We were going down the hill. She was coming back up. We were probably 50 feet from her, and I see her scrambling to put her mask on for the <laughs> fraction of a second that we're passing each other. Well, consider where you were at, too. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I've just been playing golf. My golf game's approved since I got laid off. I mean, <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> it is about time. Hopefully, it's ready for Friday. Did I t- did I tell you what happened Sunday? No. I went out and played with Colton and Ross. Yeah. And we took on Colton and Taylor. I am four under going down eighteen. Not a bogey on the card. Oh boy. So I made sure I, like, steered one down the fairway. Like, wind was blowing pretty hard, like, left to right. So I, like, soft-handed a driver down there. About buck ten out, middle of the fairway. This guy makes bogey. <laughs> and I didn't even care. I, I mean, normally, you'd be like, hey, I, it's tight course. I only had one bogey, I shot 69. I was like, nope. I was pissed. I'm like, I had one bogey today, and it was from the middle of the fairway in the last hole. And I don't think anybody realized... No. And I didn't either until 15. Yeah, I, d- I didn't know you were bogey-free. When I when I got to 15 and got up and down to the bunker, I was standing over the putt, and I'm like, I backed off. I'm like, I think this is for, this is for part. I don't have a bogey today. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I backed off. And that, and the flag was like, <laughs> in my face, like, yes. blowing. Yeah. So, yeah. and I followed it up Monday with a 72 at Twain, and I hit it horrible. You, but you still shot 69. I did. Giggity. I still would like to have that bogey, especially out there. Right. So. And and from there. Yeah. I did that. Well, I wasn't that low, and it was only nine holes. <laughs> Other than that, it was the same shit. Yeah. He st- he also shot sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> I was two under headed. We were playing back night. I was two under headed eighteen, and we were playing with Nate, and he said, "Watch." I put one. I don't know if I was in the fairway, or just in the rough. He says, "Watch out for those bunkers up there." Put it in there. I end up double bogey and shoot even par. <laughs> I mean, it was a so tough stupid. pin. It was like front right. Pin was wind was blowing left to right. I tried to club up and like feather one in there. I think it landed close to pin high and just 
Yeah. The wind didn't kill it and it just went through hot and I got a really funky line had a terrible chip. Yeah. So that's that. Other than that. But you guys won overall, I heard. We did. So Colton's birdie on seventeen was huge. Yes, it that was. birdie saved them like thirty bucks. Yeah. So, yep, it's a good time though. So Adam came through clutch tonight, since you know Bud Light didn't sponsor us. We have the Blue Light Seltzers tonight, uh, giving it a whirl. These are pretty good. Black cherry lime. I got the grapefruit. That's it. I got black cherry lime as well. I already had a grapefruit earlier. It's good. It's more black cherry than lime. Yeah. If you're a that's seltzer why, company, that's why I put black cherry first. <laughs> if if a Polish guy did, he put lime first, and it would taste more like black cherry. Oh, if uh, you're a seltzer company out there, could you not include mango in all your boxes? Yeah, what is with mango right now? I think it smells like cat piss. <laughs> I like mango. Well, I like I'll eat them every once in a while, but it's not like something I'm like I gotta have some mango. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I know what a mango looks like. I want to meet. <laughs> I want to meet one person that drinks the mangoes in every assortment sorted box before the rest of them. Because yeah. that person's a, clearly a That's psychopath. A That's always yeah. the last one left in my fridge. Always. <laughs> Does it look like a peach? An orange? This is close. Looks like a mango. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I gotta Google mango real quick. So I, uh, I have you know we we're talking about NBA golf and all the sports returning, but. Uh, let's jump into golf since it starts tomorrow, which I'm extremely pumped for. What? What do you got? It brings up women's dresses. Shopmango.com. I want to see what the goddamn fruit looks like. Oh, oh yeah, that's a mango. I have seen those. Similar to a peach. <laughs> All right. Okay, we're good. All right. We can move on. He's going to go buy some of Wegmans when we're done. So with golf starting tomorrow, there's been a couple things that came up. We'll get into, like, what's going on this week, and then we'll end the podcast with Adam wants to do a snake draft. Instead of the NASCAR, because which, by the way, you owe Jamie money. We already paid up. Oh, all right. I didn't, know, I didn't know who won. Jamie won one of them. I won the other. Yes. One. All right. So uh, there's been chatter about miking up players. Yeah. And there was a quote from Justin Thomas this week that said, I would not wear a mic. No. What I talk about with Jimmy and what I talk about with the guys in my group is none of anybody else's business. No offense. Do you agree with that statement? Um. I know my stance, so you know yours. You want to go first? Yeah, I. Yes and no. I. Yeah, I don't think we should have them mic'd up all the time, because yeah, because what they do talk about is correct. Could be personal stuff. You know, you don't know what they're talking about. They're out there for four and a half, five hours. There's going to be personal stuff to talk about. And some of those guys, as we, I mean, couple of the groups this week, right? Spieth, Thomas, and Fowler playing together. They're all good friends. Like, who knows what's going to be said right. in those groups. I think it yeah, so sets them up. You can't mic them up all the time. Obviously, we saw with the two matches, the TaylorMade match and then the Tiger Phil yeah. match, like, it was neat to hear them. But at the same time, when it, when it's meant for money, that was for charity. Right. So, I, I would like to hear. I like. I do like when they get the mics close and you can hear the chatter between the caddy and the player. Yeah, once in a while. It, yeah. yeah, I'm okay with but it. But I don't think we need it constantly. Everybody gets offended by everything now. And I feel like one of those guys, like, being harmless would say something and it would turn into a PR stunt and then they got up, you know, apologize for absolutely nothing, probably in my personal opinion. And uh, I, I, I agree with him. I, I absolutely agree with him. I'm okay with like the charity events and stuff like that. And once in a while you get close, but yeah, at the end of the day, you're out there four and a half, five hours. Stuff's going to get said. I mean, we've all been on the golf course. You want to hear you, you're going to pick up one of those guys dropping the F bomb. Right. 
loud and clear on TV, then you're, you know, then you're going to turn around and fine them. Like, I just, and I'm it, not okay with that. And especially now without fans, there's yeah. less less sound behind it. There's, yeah, so. less white noise behind one on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Your thoughts? Yeah, I totally, I, I agree with Justin Thomas. I would not want to be mic'd up out there. Um, everything you guys have said is valid in my opinion. You also have the scenario where you could have a a golfer that went out early in the morning, so first group out, and they're mic'd up, and a player that doesn't tee off until 2 o'clock is watching maybe the broadcast or something, and the player that's out there first mic'd up with his caddy is talking about uh, maybe a pin location. Hey, this pin's tough to see from the fairway. you got to add five yards to the number here. Right. That could give a competitive advantage to the player that's in the clubhouse watching that before he goes out and plays. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think – and I, I think a lot of those guys have – I mean, they do watch P, I, a couple of them have said, like, hey, I watch PJ Tour live in the morning if I don't, just to see the pins and yep. things. Like, How but yeah, you don't – Greens react Yeah, stuff, but yeah. if you get the advantage, hey, you bet you better play an extra five five yards or something, yeah. extra you, half a club. Like, yep. that's don't a, know that's a huge advantage. Or, hey, it's, it's drier than it looks. We need to, you know, cut 10% off the yardage yeah. on the shot or something like yep. that. Here's what I am okay with. If they were to go this route, is if you're going to mic them up, show like a small piece at some point, like show a little clip where it's been edited out, some of the stuff they said. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I don't if, need to hear everything. If they were mic'd up and then say Justin Thomas is playing and he's coming down 16 and they say, hey, Justin Thomas and his caddy had an interesting conversation back on hole number nine. Yep, and, and it was fit for TV. That. Yeah, and they cut to that and show a minute segment of them talking, but it's not necessarily live. Yeah, right? they shouldn't be. They could use it for that kind of thing. Right. When I saw they're going to have, I think this week they said, I don't know, somewhere on the course, I don't know if it was finalized or not, they're going to set up a camera, a confession cam, basically, if a player wants to, like, I think they talked about doing it, like, after nine, like, stop by and, like, talk in the camera and be like, hey, that front nine was tough, you know. If it, and it's all, if you want to, stop by and, like, say anything. And, and I, I think that. it's more for the interaction with it, obviously with yeah. everybody watching more than anything. Yeah, hitting her depth. I would That'd be think interesting. You'd, you'd have some players that would do that and others that wouldn't. Yeah. But. yeah. It um, depend how players are playing. If they're playing bad, they would be like, yeah, I need this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> Put in the port of John. It's a turn. So uh, you both know one of my biggest pet peeves. I know you guys don't agree with you. You're on the same side as me, but I'm a little more vocal about it. What's the one golf rule that I cannot stand? Okay, well, that's obvious. Oh, yeah. Patrick Reed. Oh, golf rule. Oh, golf rule. I oh, said golf rule. Golfer. I thought you said golfer. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it is Patrick Reed, but. He's okay. a rule, too. Yeah. One golf rule that oh. you can't stand. It's a new rule. Leaving the flags in. Hey, look, you guys are doing really good. You're one for one. So I actually, because we just talked about we, there's still we're going to play golf right now. Yeah, we can't pull a flag. And I was out playing Monday and was playing with Duffy and Merrill. And Merrill's like, I just watched 30 people open that door to walk inside, and I can't pull a flag out here playing golf. Like, how ridiculous is this at this point? So to tie into that, I just happened to come across. I was trying to look up like, is there any updates? You know. Any, you know, we got the CDC putting out stuff they don't actually know anything about, but let's just put it out anyway. I found where a guy with a PhD did a did research. He's worked for Callaway and he's worked for another golf company. He did research where he rolled putts on a green with the flag in. He tested three different types of pins: the fiberglass, I believe, the uh, 
taper, multi-diameter pin, taper pin, and fiberglass pin. Mm-hmm. He rolled putts. Uh, they were all to go by the hole four and a half feet. So they all rolled the same speed. He did a test. He did a, to see if it was actually worth like leaving mm-hmm. the pin in. Because, you know, Shambo claims it, it does help. Okay. Was he putting them or was he rolling them down a device? Rolling them down a device. Okay. So it's consistent. Yep. Okay. Yep. So the first 30 rolls he tested in a fiberglass pin, 15 out of 30 went in. Pin out, 22 out of 30 went in. Taper pin, 15 out of 30. Multi-diameter pin, 11 out of 30. Hmm. So that kind of goes in my theory of it's all horseshit. Moving on. <laughs> he did it again. Fiberglass pin, 15 out of 30. Pin out, 29 out of 30. Taper pin, 2 out of 30. Multi-diameter pin, 9 out of 30. Final round with 30 putts. Fiberglass pin, 25 out of 30. Pin out, 30 of 30. Taper pin, 15 of 30. Multi-diameter, 14 of 30. Does anybody want to argue about this? Does the shampoo want to? Well, he would, he would argue just for the sake of it. Basically what the guy proved is... Unless you hit the pin absolutely square, mm-hmm. it still has to be at the right speed. If it's too hard, it's going to bounce back. If yep. you glance it just a little bit, I mean, if you hit a good putt, I mean, how many times have you guys hit putts and said, well, if I, I got to hit this two and a half feet by the hole, that's good pace. That's usually what you're aiming for, yes. a good putt. Yeah. Yep. You, if you're hitting a putt that quick, consistently, two and a half feet, if you don't hit the pin square, you're probably going to, it's going to hit the flag and bounce off. Yep. Yeah. Yep. See, I haven't, I, I'd much rather the pin out, but I haven't had an issue with the pin in because I don't hit the, I don't putt hard enough. You don't hit the hole very often. Yeah. <laughs> Usually picks up before he finishes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't hit it hard enough to roll by more than a foot and a half, two feet. So mine usually just roll in the front. So it hasn't affected me, but I would much rather the pin out. It's. I have been finding the issue. I saw it this past weekend, not the round I played with you, but the day before. <clears throat> on short putts that are like four or five footers. It's annoying. I, I feel like I'm trying to maneuver around the pin, and I'm almost aiming for the side of the cup rather than the center where the pin is because I'm trying to miss the pin. And I know that sounds stupid, but it's just like... It's a mental visual we're, thing. We're, we're programmed to aim for the for the hole, so I'm struggling to aim at the pin. So I'm trying to sneak it in the side door, and it's not working. Or like we talked about, you're yeah, three, four feet. And it's a little breezy, and the winds. I got a. I got now. I got a shadow. Yeah. I got a flag blowing in my face. Yeah. I'm just. I'm tired of it. Pull the flags. Yes. I've played in two tournaments so far this year, but we've pulled flags, and no one's yep. complained. Yeah. That's. They actually talked about caddies um, this week. They've. They've told get one caddy to pull the flag on every hole. To me, it's just silly. It's a. It's a visual thing at this point. Right. Something that's silly. You're, they're going to be on TV, so I think it's... That's all it yeah. is. So it's it's just to yes. keep it. Yeah. So. And, you know, we were talking about the... You guys went for the bike ride, the mask. So I don't want to jump... I'll, I'll jump a little, a little ahead. Because I just read this because I got the alert like an hour and a half ago. The first event with spectators is going to be in Columbus, Ohio. Which conveniently, Columbus was the first, the first place to, like, mess up my life and cancel one of my trips. <laughs> They're going to allow spectators, but they have to wear masks. It's going to be July. Now, I'm no doctor, but I have a little bit of common sense, and so do the, the two of you. Wearing a mask outside when it's 90 degrees is not healthy. And I think they said 
only 8,000 spectators a day. Right. Which, Tiger's playing, there's going to be 7,900 following Tiger. Right. Like, I yeah. mean, if they were all spread out, you're not going to be near anybody, but there's going to be 7,900 people still following out, Tiger. And you're outside. Yeah. I, so. I don't know. I and again, if you're that worried, I think we've talked about this. Yeah. If you're that worried, just don't go. Stay home. Yeah, we talked about it last time, and Jamie yeah. made the point of, you know, just football and baseball and all those sports. If you don't want to, if you're that worried about it, and stay home. Yeah. Twenty thousand people will or, buy those tickets and go to the game. Or if you want, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. Your yeah, choice. it's your choice. Yeah, exactly. So, so this week they're playing in. Uh, Shaking your head for I'm just, I just dumbfounded. Sick of all this shit. <laughs> I just want to get back to normal life. I don't disagree. Ugh. So we play this week in Texas. Play Colonial. Yep. Followed up by RBC and Hilton Head, and then they play the Travelers. Uh, and then July, the John Deere actually backed out. Yep. They're going to skip a year, so they're going to play back to back weeks in Columbus before the. They're playing the week before the Memorial. Oh, they are. Yep. I, so didn't, I didn't read that. Yeah, so they're going to John Deere canceled. So yeah, they pulled out, so they filled it in with, I guess, mm. different courses or same course. No, they're both going to play Murfield Village. Okay. I mean, they're going to be set up and ready. Right. Yeah. 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 So they said we'll take it. I don't know what the event's going to be called. I don't know if they have a sponsor. That's got to be the first time that's ever happened. PGA I would playing back yeah. back weeks at the same same course. spot. Yeah. So it would be interesting how many guys play both weeks. Both weeks. Obviously, a lot of guys know that course well enough, but yeah, it'd be interesting how I many would. times they. No travel and added course knowledge. Yeah. And it's just money. Right. Yeah. Especially if you're a low guy in a totem pole, like you said, travel. Yeah. I'm already here. I'm like, yep. I'll play if they want me to. All right. <laughs> I'll probably get cut, but. I'll play. I'll play. <laughs> Wait, speaking of the RBC Heritage, did you see who's big boat? I was going to bring it up. So there's a rumor. Some, somebody's big boat is pulling up oh. near yeah, oh, Hilton Head. BDE. <laughs> yeah. So we... We follow uh, Barstool's yeah. podcasts and whatnot. Give them a shout-out here. So, Riggs from the 4Play pod. And if you still want to play us, we're, we're ready. Yeah, don't yeah, be scared, homie. True, yeah. So 3v4. Riggs, Riggs, yeah. Yeah. Riggs is a huge Tiger fan, just like us. He has somebody that basically monitors Tiger's yacht. It's somebody that works for – it's the equivalent of, like, air traffic control for uh, – Airplanes, yeah. yeah. There's the equivalent for these ports where these huge yachts go in. Is there an app? And this, I, I think there is because he showed a picture of it of the uh, the yeah. route. So just like an airplane, they had to talk about their uh, destination or yeah arrival time, uh, the route they were taking, the itinerary. And all he that. had all this basically. Yeah, the itinerary is a good word. He, the itinerary <laughs> for a Tiger's yeah. yacht and when it was arriving. <laughs> so he's got inside knowledge of when Tiger's yachts even firing up. I saw where you arrived somewhere and he's like, where's this? It better be near Hilton Head. <laughs> yeah. It's a, yeah. It's, it's in, I don't know what St. Simon's Saint and, something Island. In Georgia. It's pretty close. But yeah, yeah, which, they, yeah, they said it's like a 20 minute drive. So usually they play, they play Hilton Head the week after the Masters usually. Right. Because it's only, I think it's like an hour and a half drive. Yeah, yeah but it's close. Um, from Augusta. I mean, it's only like 20 minutes from Savannah, Georgia. Yeah. It's that close to the border. I've actually played Hilton Head. I've played where they play the RBC. Yeah. Do that. Of course, the greens are small. Um, well, small compared to a normal, some other tour standards. Yeah, than a normal. Because I think they've, I think the average PJ Tour greens like sixty seven hundred square feet. Yeah, and I think Hilton Head's like thirty three hundred. I will say this: after playing there and then watching the tournament the following year, and now I watch, you know, you watch it every year. They say that that course is the one of the shorter courses on tour. It's because they don't play it from the back tees. 
I mean, I remember the first time I watched it after playing it, and I think there's a part of three, maybe like the third hole. I think I had like a really good three iron to the middle of the green. And then I'm watching it on TV, and they show a guy, he's like, oh, he's got seven iron here. He's got 167. Like, is he playing from the ladies' tees? Because <laughs> I had a smooth, like, 230 in. <laughs> I don't know. Last time I saw Kyle, my hit is three iron, 160. <laughs> How much money you got in your pocket? You want to play for it? Is there a story behind this? I don't know. Shots fired here? So it's it's not it's extreme. I got nothing. After Sunday, all he's got to do is find a partner, and we'll challenge him to a match. Well, he's playing the other nine with or the other eighteen with me on Friday. That's true. The three of us are playing together yeah, the three Friday. Of us are. Yeah. So we gave a little match. Oh, all right. So I got a game we could play. I played it Monday. I'll explain it off air. All right. I think uh, the way the schedule panned out this year, Hilton Head's going to benefit from it. Because I see Rory's playing three weeks in a row. DJ's going to play there. Possibly Tiger. They can pull in the strongest fields they've ever played because they're usually the, the week after the Masters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't usually get a huge... There's a, like I know Webb Simpson always plays because he's from the area. So he's, yeah. But, yeah, they usually have... I don't know. I'm going to throw up like five of the top 50 maybe. The yeah, world. they don't. It's not. Yeah, usually, usually there's a a no name type guy that wins there. Yeah, yes, or somebody like middle of the road, yeah. the money list, who's gonna play because they got in. Mm-hmm. It is a fun course. It is extremely tight compared to tour standards. Guys like Dustin probably won't play well there. It might be shorter, but it's tighter. Right. But it is long enough. I don't think you could just walk around that place and hit an iron all day. So. You have to be pretty precise. I mean, you can be in the middle of the fairway in some of those holes or on the wrong side of the fairway and not have a shot. Yeah. Depending on where the flag is, too. So it is, it's a fun course. I definitely would love to go back. Did you see the Ryder Cup news today? I did. So no. the, the U.S., the U.S. only, I believe it was. Yes. Changed their points. So usually top eight, I forget what Ryder Cup is. Eight get in, four yeah, picks. Yeah, and four picks. They changed it to top six get in, and Stricker gets six captain picks. Okay. There had to be an agreement there, too, between captain. I mean, they have the whole yeah, committee. Yeah, that's, that's why I didn't know if it was. I didn't see anything I, about the European, right. but there has to be some agreement there, and probably based off the shorter schedule. Right. Is As of right now, is that still happening this year? As of right there have now. There have been rumors that there, a couple of players have even said they wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if that gets moved to next year. I'm right now, I'll wait till a couple months prior. Yeah, I heard end of June they're going to make a decision. Okay. I think if you have it, you have to have fans. Yeah. Oh. Or the, it's not a writer. Yeah, cup. that's sixty-five percent of that. And that goes back to what we just talked about a few minutes ago. Right. What do you say? That was a random percentage. Yeah, I was going to say seventy-five. Sixty-five percentage. Seems high. The importance of that is the fans. It's like sixty-three point four percent of people. <laughs> It's not a big deal. Like 8% of kids do it. <laughs> I, I think that goes back to what we just talked about. If you're that worried about it, stay home. Yeah. I mean, with the three of us, would you go to the Ryder Cup this year? Absolutely. Oh, uh, yeah. There, there's three fans right there. <laughs> send me the tickets. If you guys got tickets, send I'll them wear on. a hazmat suit if I have to. <laughs> I won't. It'll, it might be chilly there, so <laughs> it might not it be bad. It is Wisconsin in September. <laughs> so. Ooh, Wisconsin. Yeah. Don't oh, you know. Don't you know. <laughs> That's Minnesota. It's close enough. Yeah. Upper Midwest. <laughs> Somewhere around the Dakotas. Yeah, there's some. He's got like I a got, secret note sheet here on the back. I got I got Ryder Cup standings here. 
Ooh. The the six the six in right now. Right now. Are Brooks, DJ, Patrick, Woodland, Xander, Simpson. Where's where's T uh, T Dub on that list? Eight. Okay. JT's seven. Followed by Finau, Kucher, DeChambeau, Cantley. And that leaves some bigger names outside the top twelve even right now. So the top fifteen to round out is Kisner, Fowler, Ches Reevy. Spieth is 17, Bubba 18, Mickelson 27, Morikawa 31, and Wolf. It's the demon. What the hell is beeping? (laughs) Wolf 70. I like Matt Wolf. Wolf and Morikawa are interesting picks. They're young. If I mean, if you want to experience, and if you want to expand the U.S. team, because I said after those top 10, there's a lot of. Middle of the road guys like I said, Ches Reeve is sitting fifteen right now. Yeah, I don't. And so, nothing against Ches Reeve. I have no interest in watching him on the Ryder Cup. Right. That's why I think it'd be neat to have. Sorry, Ches. Morikawa seems like he's at the top of the odds sheet. I like Wolf. He's got he got the experience. Yeah. That yeah. I just come. They just finished match play. What love two the, years ago. For love that. the Kisner. Love it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he won the match play two years ago and didn't yes. get picked. Yes, he did. Yeah. Exactly. Kisner is one of the best putters on tour. Imagine, like him and Wolf, and like an alternate. Just freeing him up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just let him. You know, like I said I, Kisner seems like one of those guys. You just whoever you put him with, he's gonna be free. He's not gonna tense yeah. up. He's just gonna play. Yeah. I, I love Kiz. Colton's been playing a lot of golf with Dewey, by the way, because they're not they're not right. on tour. So he's like, we play all the time. Really? Yeah. Uh, he's just remembered on it, Mimosa. Okay. By the way, Colton's on the podcast. He's been texting me. He's on his way back home. He'll be back. He's like, I'm going home for a couple of weeks. I'm like, you know the McGill's next week, right? <laughs> yeah, that really. kid needs a personal assistant with a calendar. Yeah. To answer his text no and to arrange his schedule. <laughs> so the McGill, I need to bring my uh, welded flow neck 5W. Just to flash it? It's still, still for sale, Colton. Yeah, still for sale. I got an unwelded neck 5W. Yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> it's not black. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie inquired. He says, do you think Russ was selling one of his putters? I'm like, I don't think you'll like the price tag of Russ's putters. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Jamie, I've got I've got a couple if you want. I only have two that I would sell. And the cheaper of the two would probably be three, the five, 350 bucks. The 5W? No. Oh. The Circus 62 that I had done at Custom Shop. Oh yeah, the is that the? Oh yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So uh, yeah, so this for sale, but you probably won't like the price tag. <laughs> Everything's got a price tag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's. I'll rephrase that. All ten of them are for sale. <laughs> if you want to pay whatever, except for that slant neck, because if you take that out of play, yeah, I'm kicking true. you in the balls. That's true. Uh, so then I saw if they're the travel, they're chartering planes for these guys to go, you know, to travel. Right. They're actually yeah. charging them. They're charging yeah. uh, PJ Tour players six hundred dollars. I mean, most of those guys can afford it. Yeah, so if they're not on a private jet, at least they're going to be on the charter. Six hundred. Yeah, that's okay. That's probably a lot cheaper what they usually spend, because I think usually they split like, you know, some of the better known guys yeah. will split that wheels up uh, charter planes. They'll get like three of them that split them, and I think those are like a minimum of five grand or something a flight. Oh, really? Yeah, and they'll split it like three or four ways. So actually, six hundred is pretty reasonable for them. And then they have... Uh, I mean, think about just flying... I, I, I'm just picking from here to Texas or whatever. I mean, you're going to pay 500 bucks anyways, right? Yeah. And they said it's 300 for Corn Ferry players. Must be if they're playing. And 
Oh. I don't know how that works. It's a random thought time then. If I was a PGA Tour pro, I would be going the full-blown John Daly route with the RV and have a driver driving me around. So Li- Bubba did. Living in the RV and driving yeah. from tournament to Bubba's tournament. got an RV. He said he was going to be there this week in an RV. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. That's what could, I would be doing. I mean, you can those RVs could cost you a million bucks. I mean, they could. Yeah, but a, I'd be a stud if I was on the PGA Tour, so. No, that's what I'm saying. That's, I don't know why you're I not mean, there. I mean, spend a million dollars on an RV and just have someone drive you around and. Yep. I mean, those, hey. a lot of those are big enough that they're yeah. pretty relaxing. Yeah. So, so I don't know where I was going with that, but that would be that would be mine. You're right. You're I right. may also hate airplanes, but I still think that would be the way to go. So that's your unbiased opinion. <laughs> yeah. Now, it's not because I hate airplanes. It's because it's just the route I would go. And if he couldn't get an RV, he'd be trying to hop in the tour van. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be pretty sick, too. Get sponsored by, like, Callaway. And be like, oh, I'll, I'll just drive the truck for it, and you can pay me extra money. I read a thing. I don't know if there's anybody that does it now. There used to be a caddy out on tour. He would he would uh, haul the clubs. He had like a little trailer, and he would haul clubs for players. They pay him like yeah. a small fee. He'd throw them in the trailer and just meet him at the next stop. Yeah, it's not a bad deal. Yeah, we could probably start that up. You're probably right. We could probably charge them fifty bucks, and you get like. Better get a shitload of players. Yeah, yeah you, you, get, you get bucks. like 20, 20 or a bags. bigger trailer. You get 20 bags and every week. <laughs> Adam would charge 50 bucks and then spend $1,000 <laughs> in gas going to the venue. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you remember the year? Life's that, going well. <laughs> I think it was the TaylorMade van was here one year for the LPGA. It left here and caught on fire on the highway. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. That's girl I caddied for was sponsored by TaylorMade. She was like, well... Guess I'm not getting any stuff anytime yeah. soon. Van uh, caught on fire last night. Hey, hit me with a new seltzer over there. Surprise me with a little. Oh, Rocky, need one? Uh, I guess so. I, unlike Kyle, I'm going to pick a flavor though. What do we got over here? We'll give blue. We'll give Blue Light Seltzer a shout out if they want to sponsor us here. We'll give them a we couple got, episodes to get man- with us. Mango lemon. Nope. Blue I'll tr- I'll try the mango. I'll take one for the team. Blood, you know blood orange blackberry. Uh Or grapefruit. No. You got multiples? You got what you want? All right, you got two of them. I'll take, I'll take one of them. Blood orange blackberry. I do, for the record, know what a blood orange looks like. You know what a blood orange looks like, but not a mango. I got nothing in this flavor. That's correct. It's like, it's like it's seltzer like water? Cat piss? <laughs> That'd be a Heineken. I actually can smell like lemon more than mango. I love lemon. Doesn't truly which, have... Which word is first? Mango. <laughs> yeah, if you don't like the flavor, flip it upside down and the flavors flip. <laughs> I need to try the Truly ones because they have a like a lemonade. So they're not. Yeah, yeah they're, they're all right. They're not bad. They're not. That's those are the ones I've had. Okay. I had first. But. I love lemon. Random. Random <laughs> fact of the day: I love lemon. <laughs> there it is again. Two facts. And one I podcast. still hate LeBron James. <laughs> do you want? Do you want? Next. Do you want? Do you want to transition to NBA then? Sure. Why not? Unless you got anything else for golf. I mean, we'll do the draft at the end here. Yeah. Uh, what was I gonna? Oh, yeah. You know what? Last episode we. We moved on from golf quickly. So the Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson event. Yeah. All right. So we've heard a lot about slow play on tour the last whatever X number of years. Yep. And in that event, those guys were in golf carts. They were wearing shorts. They were using range finders. Which, by the way, not to cut you off, they were practicing in shorts this week. 
Well, yeah, I think you're allowed to now. I think right? they've Is actually that a new been rule? Doing, yeah. no. no they've been doing that for a year or two, actually. It was like the PJ Championship, like a year Started and a half it, ago. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then they said, yeah, just whatever. Okay. So, two part question. If they, if players rode in carts, do you think it would speed up play? If they rode in carts and use rangefinders, and then overall, if that was the look of the tour, shorts, rangefinders, golf carts, would you have an issue with that from a professionalism standpoint? I, I wouldn't have an issue. My only fear would be carts and doing stuff to the course. But I don't really have an issue with it. Um, I know a lot of players have <clears throat> turned down or shot down the idea of a rangefinder because I'm, I'm on that bandwagon. You have you have guys that are out there. Um, the Shambo's one of them. Just overanalyzes and just so many numbers, and you could tell him it's one fifty four. You know, to the front, and he's going to want to know what it is. Yeah, to yeah. the ridge, to the pin. I mean, just right. I mean, and that, right. That's the hard part. Is I could get a distance. It's one sixty three, but what's the wind doing? You know, you're still you're still probably going to need your caddy. So yeah, I'm fine uh, with that. I, I yeah, I do say all of that, assuming there would still be a caddy. Right. Driving. Even if even if you're riding a cart, right. caddy driving and helping you. <laughs> Limo driver. I don't. I know some of the players have shot it down the whole rangefinder thing because they said, "Oh, we still need." There's still yardages we need to you know to carry certain things. I don't know about you guys, but I can still ping that with a rangefinder. I've yeah. done it. Yeah. Yeah, I can. I've grabbed yeah. a tree up uh, for Indian Hills is a prime example. I always pinpoint that tree on the left if I'm in the rough or anything yeah. just to see what it is to the pond. I, I just I don't know. The riding in carts is a stretch. I, I know I acknowledge that. That only popped into my head because we saw Tiger, Phil, Tom Brady, and Peyton just doing around. that. So it kind of made me think about it. I think those carts I, were juiced though. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. <laughs> they were hauling ass. <laughs> they were things. flying. Yeah. I do think the potential of shorts and range finders. I think we could see one or both of those at some point in the next 10 years on the PGA Tour. I'm fine with range finders. I think that if they still want to have their books, mm-hmm. get a yardage and be like, if yeah. you got to get more precise once in a while, be like, oh, there's there's that yes. bunker there, the pin's this far. That's fine. But if yeah. there's once in a while, you're like, hey, what do I got to the flag? Yeah. yeah. The basic stuff, you know. You can, you can get a range finder. If you got a hole, it's right in front of you. There's not, not a lot going on. When you're in the fairway, like, what do I got flag? What do I got front? You can do all of that with a rangefinder. Yep. Yes. Yeah, and your right. obviously your caddy just carries it and shoots the yardage, whatever. They use and them on the Champions Tour. Right. And obviously they use them in college. I don't think they use rangefinders on the Champions Tour, but they use carts. Right. And they still have caddies. Yeah. Some of them, I think the rules vary where they can't ride in the cart. The caddy can. I don't know. There's various rules. But yeah, maybe Yeah, maybe just let the caddies and players walk. Caddies can use the cart and... They get up there. They have a yardage ready for them. They have every. They could have everything calculated by the time the player that gets alone there. speed up play. Right. Yeah. If that caddy was, you know, grab the club and whatever, went ahead of the player, we got all yeah. the information. So when the player arrived, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I also think for the health of the caddies, it'd be nice to see them go more towards like stand bags than the giant. Oh my gosh, tour staff bags. Especially when it's so like I assume it's going to be hot this week down in Texas. Yeah. I thought about. The PGA Championship, what two years ago in St. Louis, it was like 110. We have the big fans by the greens. Yeah, you know, not the like, fans that like cheer, like the fan yeah, fans. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know a lot of these players are picky about. You know, they need 
four sandwiches and 12 bottles of water and, you know, a dozen balls and this and that. But if you can't, especially as a pro, if you can't get through a round of golf with the equipment you can put into a stand bag, something's wrong, in my opinion. And you don't need to put all that stuff in your bag because, especially the the drinks, there's usually coolers like every other hole. Yeah. And and if you put six balls in your bag and then you, you get down to like three left, you can be like, hey, can you bring those other six from my locker? I'm going to, I might need them. Right. I think there's like, a limit. They're only allowed to carry like 10, 10 or 12 balls like in their bag. Sergio needed a few last really? year at the Masters. Yeah, they're only allowed to carry some in. I wouldn't know that. We got to start like, penalizing them. Okay. <laughs> we got Shaq back in his pocket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, that's all I had with golf. I agree. All right, let's go to NBA. Next show. <laughs> NBA has made the move. They've announced. They've given a timeline. They're coming back. Uh, July 31st, they're going to play at Disney. This was a pretty unanimous vote. There was one team, Portland, who voted no for the comeback. And I did re- – Portland is in the mix. They could potentially win, yeah. the, win the title. Disney, Disney's going to be packed. Yeah. Because another sport is going there as well. Who is? The MLS. Just oh, yeah, that they're yeah. going to Disney as well. Do they have a deal with ESPN? I don't know. That, they might. It's probably why, because ESPN, Disney. So, uh, just a quick – I'll throw out some quick stuff here, and we we can ramble on about it. 22 teams total, uh, eight-game wrap-up regular season. And there's a possible plan for the after the regular season eight games for the eighth seed. And that is contingent on if the team with the eighth best record is more than four games better than the team that's got the ninth best record, there is no plan if it's, I believe, four or less. Or three or less, they do yeah. a they do a little playoff to figure out who gets that eighth. Uh, teams not returning: Atlanta, Charlotte, Chicago, Cleveland, Detroit, Minnesota, and New York. But all those teams have actually, I guess, been in contact with each other because if they're not going to play, it's going to be I think they said like nine months before any of them actually have any like sort of competitive right yeah, basketball. Like December right? Yeah, they're they thinking about doing like back. a mini league, like with them. Sorry, can you list those teams off again real quick? Yeah, it's Atlanta, Charlotte, Chicago, Cleveland, Detroit, Minnesota, New York. Yeah. So all but all but the one Warriors are in the are in the playoffs in I guess. I think so. That I thought was, they were like way the hell. No, down. they because they won a few games near the oh, end. Okay. I'm I'm not questioning. Yeah, I just that surprises me. That's what I yeah. when I looked it up. And that's that's what what, so Russ and I were talking on Friday about that. There's what? How many teams do you name? Seven, eight, whatever it was. Yeah, only one of those Western Conference team. Yeah, yeah. That's the other thing. I'm I'm still confused about, and I don't understand. There's uh, nine nine teams in the Eastern Conference and thirteen from the West. Yeah. So are they just disregarding conferences at this uh, point. I think so. They just went on some. I, I don't know. I didn't look into it. Yeah, they must have just gone with some points total and just cut it off there. It didn't matter what conference. You I were think in. you had to be within so many games to make it. Yeah. Six. They'd be within six games, yeah, was, I believe, there was, there of the was eight some, spot. There was something they put into play. And so, therefore, the, <laughs> the so therefore that would mean the West was Close. much more tightly I, packed. I think yeah. there was four. I think I had mentioned this to you Friday. There was like four or five teams that were within like a game and a half or a half game of each other. Right. From like the seven spot to like the 10 spot or something, you know, 11 spot, something like that. Hmm. So just some quick dates. That's It's going to make it interesting. Uh, they re- the international players return on the 15th of June. All players report on the 21st of June. On July 7th, after their mini camps, they travel to Orlando. 
They then from there go for a few weeks. They do their eight-game season, if you will call it, mini-season. And then if there is games needed for that eighth seed, August 16th and 17th, they do a play-in tournament. Uh, the 25th, they, they draw the lottery, which is yep. about a week after you know they do their whole finalized. They do the playoffs September. The 30th of September would be the NBA Finals. On the 15th of October would be the actual NBA draft this year instead of what's usually in, what, June? June, July. Something like that. There. And that would actually be three days after Game 7, if it were to go to a Game 7. Mm-hmm. And then to pack it in even tighter, October 18th starts free agency. I, I heard that was one of the <clears throat> one of the agreements. It's three days instead of a week or ten days, whatever, for free agency. Um, season will continue if players test positive. And if they do test positive, they do a seven-day quarantine. They're allowing 1,600 people on campus. Disney has two practice courts and weight rooms for players. So that's what you obviously you mentioned NBA Finals. I think you like it. Not that sip. <laughs> well, the one before it was better. We'll take it. We'll that was take the first one. Take oh. a bigger sip. Blood orange, black Mary. I don't know about this one. So I think within like a four week span, potentially we could see no. the NBA championship, the Stanley Cup, the Masters, and I'm going to throw the World Series in there, but I don't no. see it happening. But so. <laughs> Yeah. We'll get the big school. Yeah. We'll get so to there's, there's a potential in a four-week span. We could see basically four championships. Which we've talked about in the past where this is li- this can be lining up to like an unbelievable yeah. just sign me up yeah. for that. I'm fall for sports with, you know. Yep. It turns out I have a lot of time on my hands right now, so <laughs> we can do that. So what do you do? You guys think – what do you guys – I'm glad they're coming back. I need yeah. – I, I think the big not a LeBron fan. I get we got a the not a LeBron fan over here, but yeah, I'm LeBron excited in this. <laughs> yeah, Damn. but I am. I, I do want to see some sort of sports. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. glad golf's coming back. I think golf. I think it'll be big for NBA and NHL to see how obviously totally different sports, but yeah, to see how golf comes back because I know Nance has said he's going to address coming right off the air Saturday. I think. Obviously, all the protests and COVID and everything. He's going to dress it. He said it's probably the most nervous he's been and probably the most important thing he's ever done in his career is that initial coming on the air to basically bring sports back. Yeah, but to counter Jim Nance, and I like Jim Nance, you're not technically the guy bringing sports back. We've well, already got stuff going on. But well, golf's coming back, and yes. Yeah. Yep. Of, of the bigger, obviously, UFC's looked at. Which, by the way, I want to ask you too. I've been meaning to ask you this since oh. we've been on a big hiatus because there hasn't been a lot going on. By big hiatus, our last podcast was like the twenty eighth of May. I can't stand Max Kellerman. Oh man! <laughs> but the two of we, you, we get it. We get it. We get a text from Kyle like three times a week about Kellerman. <laughs> Max Kellerman, you guys are big hockey fans. I don't dislike hockey. I like hockey, but I don't watch it like you guys do. Max Kellerman said that hockey was not one of the four major sports. Yeah. Let's hear it. Yeah, he said nobody nobody cares about hockey, which I'll call bullshit on that right away. I don't watch a lot of ESPN, so I don't know Max Kellerman very well. There's a reason. Do, so I didn't have a he's a He's the type of person why you don't watch. He can suck a watch. fat one. Yeah, that's, he's the type of person why you don't watch ESPN. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hockey's got to be one, it probably close to basketball, but one of the bigger – 
world obviously soccer's up there, but world sports of the <laughs> four major around yes. the world. Like hockey is obviously huge yes. around the world. Extremely international. <laughs> so was it like didn't I tell you a couple weeks ago? Seventeen percent of their players are international. Yeah, yeah. And I also feel like most hockey fans are not casual. They're no, they're not. Yeah, hardcore. It's, yeah, it's not like uh, baseball where. You know, you have guys that'll or people that'll tune in or even attend a game just on a casual basis basis of something to do. Most hockey fans are they're, they're hockey fans. They dive into it, which is how I am. Yeah. Uh, he he couldn't be more wrong about this. Okay. Clearly he doesn't like hockey and that's fine. Hockey doesn't need Max Kellerman, <laughs> so stay away. But uh yeah. I love his Max Kellerman bashing. The what guy doesn't mean? actually know anything about any sports. No, no. He's dumber than a football bat. Funny thing is I searched that quote. When we first came on, oh, here, gonna be here, about half hour ago, you got Twitter comments. No, but there was something else he commented on you could, today. You could probably spend like, a few days going through Twitter comments on something like he that. He just goes off on. T- he just he has no idea what he's talking about. So something we don't we'll probably want to dive into here, but talking about the equality statements that a lot of the teams yeah. have released lately, and Max Kellerman said that a grade school child could have written the Knicks equality statement. I. <laughs> What's the point of saying that? You know what I feel like? Obviously, he's on. I don't. Is he still on with Stephen A. Smith? I don't watch. Which ESPN. makes it worse. Yes, it, he's yeah. on with Stephen A. So obviously, Stephen A. Smith has got. He's got that personality that like oh, he disregards everyth- everything everybody says. He just says what he wants, and it feels like Kellerman's trying to go that way because Stephen A.'s gotten so big personality yeah. wise, and he's trying to. And like I said, I don't watch ESPN. <clears throat> so if I'm up in the morning and get ups on, I'll watch that. You know, because they just. Report the news. I can't remember who hosts that, but he's just mm. these are just the headlines. This is what's going on. That's what news and sports should be. Yeah, yeah. And then as soon as those two come on, right after like nine o'clock, I'm like, oh, it's time to go. And I switch <laughs> the channel. I don't care. I have zero interest in what they have to say. Yeah, right. Yeah. So to me, Max Kellerman and hockey is like Stephen A. And fighting. Or yeah. Or I was going to say the people we've talked about and coronavirus. If you don't like <laughs> it, stay away. Yeah. There are many passionate hockey fans, so. I really don't, don't care what he says. He's a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> you get him another Bud Light Seltzer. You didn't like that one? Yeah, and well, the more he gets into him. Here, what do you want? You want a random draw? I'll try this one. I don't fuck about Rona. Right. Yeah, put that back. Don't like it. <laughs> fuck about you Rona. Mango. It's all not right, bad. I think that's all that's left. It's better than we the other mango. Mango lemon. So if I drink it this way, it's more lemony. Yeah. You got, you got it. If you shotgun it, you taste the lemon. <laughs> This guy. So I am interested to see how the the games and how the bracket plays out. If there's West playing the West, rather there has to be at some point. That's a possibility. There's not an even number of teams each conference. There has to. Well, be. but they're gonna remember they're gonna cut it down. As I I don't know, I'm confused. And I think we talked about this. Is there? Well, I don't know if it was finalized. I didn't read it after the initial proposal. Was they'll finish the eight game schedule, and if you're playing a team that wasn't that didn't make it. You would just have an off night. Well, what if you're a team in the eight spot in the East and you're playing your eight games, seven of those teams didn't make it? That's, I don't, Sean, I know you're going to be listening and watching this. Could you just like send one of us a text or comment on the video? Give us a breakdown. Maybe we'll have to call you in next week or something. Like, yeah. fill us in. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure we'll get more. Obviously, we got another, what, month, six weeks until it starts. But yeah. it's. Yeah. I feel like there's it's nothing's like finalized yeah. yet. Yeah, I didn't study up on the NBA thing, but like you say, something's got to be lopsided because there's more Western teams. Yeah, um, 
kind of answer the question you were getting back a little bit ago. I, I'm as far as NBA goes over the last couple of years, I've definitely started to watch more and more of it. So I, unlike hockey, I am definitely a casual NBA fan. But I, I kind of don't even care how it's formatted. I'm just looking forward to watching some some live basketball again. So at some point, I don't want to do it tonight because I think it's its own topic. I do want to go down a rabbit hole, you two, with the the new rules with college. Guys not yep. going to college or going to G League. They're giving that option. So keep that in mind. Or to intern at New Balance. Yeah. <laughs> I read that too. <laughs> so yeah, at some point, I do want to go down a rabbit hole. Okay. Um, texted you earlier. There's no update on hockey right now, right? It's just the same old players yeah. have reported they're doing mini workouts. That's yeah, the newest, so correct? As far as the plan goes, I don't believe anything's changed yet. They still haven't named the two cities. Um, they did say that the the so they're having this uh, play-in round before the actual playoff start. I believe they did say all rounds are going to be best of seven. They were toying with the idea of rounds one and two being best of five. So they said they are going to be best so of that, seven. Okay. So that is different. And like you just mentioned, yeah, players have reported to their home cities. They're allowed to run small group player run practices of no more than six players on the ice at a time. So they're rotating uh, these sessions. So a lot of the, a lot of the teams are back on the ice at the moment in small groups, Okay, which right now, I mean, they're having a training camp in July. So right now a lot of these players are just getting back on the ice for the first time and kind of getting right. back into it. So, yeah. I doubt they've had any place to yes. skate, but yeah. uh, as far as, as far as the plan, nothing's changed since we last talked. Um, they are having the draft lottery on June 26th, which is usually around the date that the actual draft happens. So that's already been delayed. They haven't announced the date on that. So, so are they doing the draft after the season? Uh, they, yeah. they haven't said, but I'm thinking they're – Because we talked about the draft picks and the contingencies. Yeah, they right. had originally said they were going to keep the draft the one it was, which to me would have caused a lot more headaches. Yeah, so that'd I, be yeah. two weeks from yeah. today, basically. Yeah, so I, I think I get the impression they are leaning towards waiting until the season's completed. Makes more sense, or especially le- the contingencies. Or probably at least waiting until they're down to, like, the conference finals and a lot more is figured out. I, yep. I don't watch a ton of hockey throughout the season, but I do love play a ho- playoff hockey. Yep. It's much more intense. Yeah. So just, I do. Just imagine having three or four games a day. It's going to yeah. be. To me. It's going to be great. I might be broke. <laughs> If me, the casino uh, opens. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> to me, in the pl- in the playoffs, Game 7, and last year we saw a couple of Game 7 overtimes. Yeah. You get into Game 7 and Game 7 overtime, to me there's no – there is there is not a more exciting scenario in all of sports than an NHL Game 7 overtime. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's – because they don't do shootouts, right? It's just no, until you score. You should yep. keep playing. Yep. Yeah, that's what makes it a little more intense. The worst part is when you're like, you're like, can I get a 15 minute cat nap in before the before the next during the intermission? <laughs> what kind of hockey fan are you? Yeah, dude, you that's get, amateur stuff. Yeah. When, when it's like 1:30 in the morning, you got to get a quick nap in. <laughs> you got to suck it up. Yeah, you know, you, you make a grab a Red Bull, throw some more <laughs> insulin make, in the pump, and you make a cup of go. coffee while and, and a blue light seltzer. <laughs> Sheesh. Uh, the other sport that is coming back, maybe, <laughs> possibly, is baseball. <laughs> what was that? I, is that a meerkat? <laughs> I don't know what that was. Okay. <laughs> I think it was supposed to be a wah, wah. Yeah, I think it was. A, said it was. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> 
baseball's proposed, the players association proposed, counter proposed, eighty nine game season with the extended playoffs, full prorated salary, and the universal DH were yeah. some of the highlights of their new proposal like yesterday. So I've heard I, I've heard anywhere from 114 games. That was the 89 owners. you mentioned. I even heard a 70 the other day and a 50 game scenario. Yeah. And I don't want to steal your thunder, but I think Adam and I are on the same page. I don't yeah. think we're seeing baseball this year. And so obviously yeah, the owners the owners originally proposed 76 games with 75% salary. Or seventy five percent prorated salary, right? Versus the hundred that the players just proposed. And I just saw a tweet, maybe an hour and a half, two hours ago. John Heyman said he talked to a few owners, and they said we're nowhere close. I heard it wasn't even a starting point. So, so and I had I, don't I read I read eighty nine games, and the it was the difference was twenty five games that the owners had one hundred fourteen games. Yeah, seventy five percent. They want eighty nine full full pay. Yeah. Well, it was. A, it's a it's full but prorated still. Right. The owners were still gonna I don't understand. If you're gonna prorate it, just prorate it. What's the point of doing seventy five percent prorated pay? I don't there there must be something yeah. else behind that that So until they finalize something, I haven't really read into it, but I get the impression that number of games doesn't matter. They're just fighting yeah. over money right now. Yeah. And it may have been you that said this to me the other day, so correct me if I'm wrong, but is it true that no matter what, a player is going to get 100% of his contract? It's just a matter of whether it's deferred over future seasons or something. I, so so if, like, Bryce Harper's making $30 million and in this scenario he gets paid $20 million this season, I brought he's up still going to collect the 10 I, I, I in the didn't future. say that, but I think that's I brought true. up the deferred. It's not uncommon. So you, okay. It's happened before where guys defer money. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I don't want to say I'm hopeful baseball happens. Here's where I'm at with baseball. I like baseball. I watch baseball when I can. Uh, definitely watch playoff baseball because, like hockey, a little more intensity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But if you're the sport of baseball, you have so many people that if you talk to the average person and if you talk baseball with them, what's their first response? It's boring. It's boring. Exactly. Yeah. Right. They don't want to watch baseball because it's boring. I usually rebuttal with, yeah, but – Baseball's a lot more fun live to watch and just go to a game or whatever. Baseball uh, has kind of hurt themselves going into this because if you go back a few episodes ago, I mentioned how A-Rod and Gary V were talking about how they do not do themselves any favors on social media. You know, they have this whole, like, restrictions that they put on about how they make money and the streaming, and I don't know what their TV deals are. They're not very good. Mm-hmm. So baseball has put themselves in this elite bubble – with all these restrictions. And I think it's coming back to haunt them because they don't have as many revenue streams as some other. What's so funny? I'm just, I don't, I'm thinking about him. <laughs> I don't know why I just popped into my head. I'm sorry. We're going to have an hour and a half car ride Friday morning. Bright and early oh in the morning, God. boys. So I think baseball's hurting themselves <laughs> because they have put themselves in this exclusive, whatever you want to call it, call it the club, call it the bubble. Where their revenue streams are not as there's not as many as other sports, so now they're arguing money, and now you have players. I'm not going to call the players greedy, but I think it's a, I'm not I can't put myself in their shoes because I don't know all the details. I'm not hmm. privy to those conversations, but I feel like right now, if baseball doesn't come back this year, it's not because of the coronavirus, it's because of money 
I mean, just this, to me, this whole universal DH thing that they've thrown into their proposal, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of like a political tug of war. Like, here's the actual topic, but we're going to throw a bill to the floor and we're going to put some other stuff we want in it and use this as a negotiating tool. And now you have this tug of war. And I think it's a really, it's, it's a bad look for a sport that's already hurting for fans to maybe not have a season because you're having this war over money. When you can just defer money, you're going to get paid. Mm-hmm. Well, I think some of it is, I think, and I might be wrong on this, the playoff money that those players get is based off the number of tickets that are sold for the yes. teams. So obviously if they come, even if they come back, if they don't have fans or something like that, there's no money to be spread. And I think that's something that um, I think the owners proposed, like just a, a playoff pool money. Here, Here's the money. We'll put it in the pot and then we'll spread it. And the players are like, no, we want player or we want fans. We want to spread the money. That's right. That's brought in for each of these teams for all the games. I feel like they're using the whole virus as a, it's a, it's a segue into their issues with real problems. You know, they have their own agenda of problems. And I think, I just think, I just think it's a really bad look for a sport that's already hurting for fans to not play because it's not because of the virus. And it's not because of safety. I don't want to, I just don't buy that anymore. I don't. Because I feel like if anything, some of the safety precautions they pitch are, they're, they're over-exaggerated and not need it. And baseball is one of the sports, right, that those guys are the furthest apart of any sport. They're, and they're outside. <laughs> right. I mean, it's yeah. golf might be the only other one you could make a case that they're further apart. Right. But, yeah. like, baseball guys, I mean, players on the same team are standing 50 feet from each other at all times. And all this stuff, <laughs> and all of these rules, regulations, safety precautions, all this is is it's a it's become a PR issue is all it is it's kind of back like oh do we mic up golfers no because something might happen and they got they don't want to deal with the pr the scrutiny and now it's like well if we don't put on this show that we're being super safe with this virus uh we don't want to deal with the media and the backlash and i don't i don't know i'm just i'm kind of tired of it to be honest i really am because i really i mean i sent you guys a video the other day we can't have people in the gyms. We can't do any of this. We can't have fans. And then I send you a video of Trey Young in a jam-packed gym, no one wearing a mask, shoulder to shoulder, watching him play yeah. basketball in a so summer that, league game. It was like a Come gym on. of fifth, holds 1,500, and they had like 4,000 crammed. Yes. <laughs> and just, not that I have anything wrong with it. I really don't. I mean, it just goes down to like, it's your personal choice. If you're fine with it, then go do it. If you're that worried, stay home. Yeah, and my, obviously I'm a huge, I probably, being a brace, i no joke, I probably watch at least 150 games a year of the 163, 162. So That is different, but, by the way. It's not bad. I, I like it. I like it. But, it's, um, all it's all yours. I kind of – I kind of, I wish baseball would quit dragging everybody along, and I hope by the end of June they're just like, hey, no season. Yeah. It, it'll just make me feel better than, like, yeah. we get to, like, second week of July, and they're like, well, they proposed something else, and maybe we'll do this. And it's like, at this point – just have a 32 team. Yeah. What you win, you win, you move on, you lose, you go yeah. home. Do it. Do a, a one month mini camp and do do a do a best of seven bracket with all your teams. Yeah. I'd love that. Like, yeah. Maybe you get some fans. Maybe yeah. someone will watch it. Yeah. I mean, at some point, baseball has to just decide to cancel if they can't come to an agreement because they're the one sport that can't go into 
December, January still playing, right. unless you were playing on neutral sites in the south or with a roof. Right. And tell me what the universal DH has anything to do with player safety or money. <laughs> I, Nothing. I it's just no. something. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just something only, else to throw in there. The only the only thing I can think of that that does is uh, for scheduling purposes. If they had to send teams to, I don't know, neutral site, you know, four neutral sites somewhere, and there was an uneven mix of National League and American League, they would just be one set of rules. Then I feel, yeah, I feel like it'd be a given though. But, uh, I, I don't know. I'm just. I, if, I, I mean, we're watching the the drafts on TV right now, and that's the only thing. MLB has going for it, and yeah. probably the only thing they're. It's not, in, in my opinion, it's the only thing they're going to have not, this year. It's not a good look for baseball. It's not. No. I just it's yeah. it's not even about safety or it's it's all about money and their wants and needs. I'm not going to play. I'm not going to call the players greedy. I'm not going to call the owners greedy. But they both need to put their damn pride aside because if you don't have a season this year, I'll call the players greedy. Everybody gets zero. Yeah. Well, so it doesn't matter. And, and I think about it. Baseball seems like one of those sports that, and I'll say I'm guilty of, I don't know if that's the right word, but people go on vacations in the summer, and it's like, hey, this baseball team's in town. Let's go watch a game. Yes. I mean, my dad and I, we've been to a ton of stadiums, but if if you can't travel, like, are they even going to get any fans? I, you know, obviously they'll get some, they've got their season take holders and things like that, but but it's it takes away from, hey, we're going to Florida this summer. We can go to three different baseball games if we want to. You right. know, it's I'm still trying to figure out how you get in 150 games. You said you watch 150, 162. Uh, every night. You record them? No. Oh. I just watch on my phone. All the time. Do you want do you, do you want to tackle? I have no comment. Okay. Ronald Acuna Jr., 2021 MVP. If they have a season. No, 2021. That's what I threw that If in. they have a season, they're probably <laughs> on strike still. Um, so we'll move on. Next. We'll, we'll move into some fighting. All right. Um, we watched UFC 250 this weekend. You watched the undercard. I missed most of the undercard. I was driving. I, yeah, it was on. I was here hanging out with your wife. Yeah. <laughs> we were more so having conversation while we were Ooh. waiting for you. So, and don't so, listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> Probably going to be a baby popping out soon. There is in October. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> Which I find out, by the way, what I'm having Oh, tomorrow. Oh, sick. Oh, boy. So, there was, uh, I thought the fights were fairly good. Uh, there were some people I was excited to see return. First of all, we'll just start with the goat or the elephant in the room. I was gonna say the goat in the room. The goat in the room. Yeah, That's, okay. They call her the goat. Oh, what dude stepping up to fight Nunez? Because there ain't a chick uh, in the world right now that's gonna beat her. No. Yeah, that's. Yeah, so Amanda Nunez is what the champ at both one thirty five and one forty five. Yes, and there is no. The only potential is Valentina Shevchenko moving up at one thirty five. She's the only one that could maybe hang with her, but she's already 0-2 against Nunez. They've already fought twice, and right. she's lost both. Other than that, there. so I should have looked this up, but I think uh, Felicia Spencer, that Amanda Nunez fought this past weekend, on all the graphics while we were watching, they did not have a contender number next to Felicia Spencer, which yeah. made me think that she was an unranked contender. And to my knowledge, that's the first time I've ever seen an unranked contender fighting the champion. And was it, I assume it was a title fight? Oh, yeah. Yes, yep. Which, to me, that just shows how few options they have right now. She, uh, we used to think Ronda Rousey dominated women's divisions. 
Amanda Nunez is on another planet, and there is nobody. She's not kidding you. She needs to fight a dude. I'm not. I'm not even joking. It's. I think. Would they ever allow it or no? I don't. No, probably no, not. No, because you have to have a approved by the athletic commission. They'll never you go. You go back to we were just talking about PR nightmares. That's a PR nightmare. Yeah, I think. I think at 145, Amanda Nunez would hold her own and potentially win fights against men, but if she were to get seriously beat up and seriously hurt, oh, yeah. it would be a PR nightmare for yeah. the UFC. It's dude. It, I'm telling you, it's silly. It is I, the girl I've, she I've, fought. I've seen, I've seen her fight. I don't have Spencer's times, record. I think it was pretty good though. Yeah, I could look that up real quick. So that yeah. but that fight being a five round championship fight after the third round. The announcers, Daniel Cormier, Joe Rogan, like, and, it, and us talking in the room, we're like, they legitimately need to throw in the towel. They're, I've never seen that in UFC fight. I'm like, just... Championship fight where they were considering throwing in the towel. I mean, she wasn't... She didn't... I don't want to say Spencer looked, like, damage-wise really bad. She was bleeding from spots. But you could tell there was zero percent chance she was even going to land one punch good enough to knock Nunez out. Zero percent chance. She looked, looked very unathletic. What's her record? So Spencer is now 8-2-0. and oh. So she was 8-1. and one. Yeah. Uh, 42 significant strikes for Felicia Spencer in a five-round fight. So I mean, that's 20 more than Woodley can land in a fight. So yeah. <laughs> Less than 10 say it's significant 40 strikes. 40 more than I would. Whereas Amanda Nunez had 124. It was ridiculous. I mean, her just her speed and athleticism over Spencer yeah. wasn't even close. Spen- wasn't even close. Spencer's takedown attempts, 0 for 7. Nunez six for seven. Uh, it was. She failed one time. It was probably, probably the most lopsided championship fight I can remember seeing, maybe ever. Well, yes and no. I'm going to bring up the next person, Cody Garbrandt. Where Pete Top Cruz is at? Okay. Uh, Cody looked good, and I was happy for Cody. I like Garbrandt. And he's coming off a three-fight loss streak. Two of them were to Dillashaw. And I was – there was a different Cody. I thought he was a little more tactful. Mm-hmm. He didn't fight with emotion. But – And you know the number one reason for that, right? It's because he was not fighting TJ Dillashaw, Dillashaw. who a person who he legitimately hates. On a personal level. Yeah. But he, so, felled, uh, he fought uh, Rafael Adesanya, and he knocked him out at the bell. <laughs> Yeah, he did. In the what, second round? Third round. Second round. Second round. At very At end of the, the second round. Like, he landed punch. Adesanya hit the floor. or He landed the punch, and as he was falling, boom, bell went off. And the ref, like, went, looked, and he was like, he just waved it off. <laughs> so, t- so, technically, the ref ended the fight after the second round. Yeah. Uh, so, it was. I, what's the official time on that? Is that a second or third round knockout? It, they call it 459. So, yeah. Round two of, yeah. It was great. And then they got uh, Sanyo up on a stool. He couldn't sit up on a stool on his own. They were like, there's two people holding him. He was like falling over. They had to get the stool out of there. There was was three years of anger and torque in that punch. Yeah. And it landed clean. I mean, he he was bent down. It was all legs, all hips, right hook to the face. Yeah, that was an impressive punch. And just Tweety Birds. Just, that's all you, that's it. (laughs) I feel like that's what would happen if I fought either one of you. You? In like a first minute, maybe. <laughs> I mean, we could try it out. <laughs> you guys want to see it? Uh, the this other video g- gets 
5,000 views. <laughs> Boxing one, of us, one of us is punching at him. <laughs> uh, Sean O'Malley had also had a walk-off KO. Not at the end of the round, but he knocked out the dude. And, and just as he hit him, the guy fell backwards. He just watched him fall and walked away. <laughs> yeah, the walk, good old walk-off KO. That was, that yeah. was impressive. So that's the rumor O'Malley and Garbrandt to fight each other? That's the rumor. Yes. Is, yep. is O'Malley... Yeah, well, and maybe we'll get into this. I don't know what you guys are thinking here. But was O'Malley the one that asked or call, I'll say called out Dana for wanting more money and wanting no. to be worth? Okay. No. Was that somebody else? That was. Well, John Jones has been wrapped we'll up. We'll get into well, that. I guess well, yeah. Jorge Mazdaval. Right. No, but then I thought one of the fighters this weekend that oh, won. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, you're right. You're right. All right. Yep. It's, yeah, it's possible. Yeah, he did. Oh, there was He's, a couple other, like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just say the the main headlines around what you're talking about have been Jones and Masvidal. Right, yeah. O'Malley did kind of mention something. Yeah. He didn't really make the waves yeah. that the other two have been. I was a couple other smaller fights that wasn't really weren't that notable. Uh, Alstar, uh, Aljamain Sterling won by submission. That was lopsided. Minute twenty eight in the first round. That Trump was a lopsided, out. impressive fight for Sterling. Yeah, and yeah. Neil Magny won by decision. There was a guy in the prelims. Before you got home, this one guy was throwing leg kicks, and his opponent backed up just enough that the leg kick hit just his kneecap, and you could see his kneecap move like six inches back and forth. And the guy immediately just grabbed his leg and went down and, and gave up. So he technically won by a kick to the kneecap. <laughs> is that what they called it? No, that's what I'm calling it. <laughs> actually goes in the books, I believe, it's a TKO. Yeah, it is a TKO. It's a technical knockout. So then uh, Dana White this week finally announced where Fight Island is. He did. It's on the Yas Islands in Abu Dhabi. Yep. Uh, UFC 251 will be taking place there. They have events July 11th, 15th, 18th, and 25th. So I want to bring up July 11th mm. is usually International Fight Week in Vegas. And I heard three title fights, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Overall. Yeah. So the UFC 251 card is three title fights. But before we get into that. This is where I'm extremely disappointed in where we're at today with the whole virus stuff. Because I feel like you're taking away from a lot of guys. July 11th would be International Fight Week in Vegas, since it is the headquarters for the UFC. Mm. They always do their ceremony where they induct guys into the Hall of Fame. They announce them as it throughout the year, but they actually have the actual ceremony during Fight Week. Always have a big card and a lot of hoopla and stuff going on in Vegas. I feel extremely sorry for the guys getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Because I feel like we should have that ceremony. We should have those yeah. fights. Especially since, so what, we got George St. Pierre. And this sounds bad. I'm going to forget the other guy's name who has passed away. Yes. So he's being inducted post-mortem, which would be somewhat of a opportunity for his family to get together and celebrate. And they're not going to be able to do that. Yeah, they're not doing that. So that kind of stuff. So that was going to be one of my questions. Because this is on a no island, are they allowed to say, hey, we can sell a thousand tickets and people I don't could go. I don't think because it's their island or I don't know. He didn't mention anything about fans. The only thing Dana White mentioned is they're gonna be on this island and they're gonna be in a bubble within like it's like a ten mile radius. They have everything. They have the hotels, the train facilities, the gyms for the fighters, inhibited by only the UFC. Yep. They're gonna be there basically a month. Right. And it is he did say the uh the, the cage is going to be on the beach, on the, on, beach. on the sand. 
Right. But yeah. this place is like a big tourist attraction kind of island. It's only really an It's basically connected to the land. Yeah. But there's like a river that runs around okay. two-thirds of it. So technically it's an island. But yeah. I, I was picturing like, you know, Gilligan and the Skipper out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Take a boat out there. <laughs> yeah. But this has a Ferrari World. It has some huge water park that's famous in Abu Dhabi. Uh, and there's a couple other things. It's actually, this island is a huge tourist attraction in Abu Dhabi. So it's not like they're on a remote island Correct. with just a ring and that some tents sick. where they're It's like survivor them. mode. Yeah. You got you to gotta survive the week in order to fight. Yeah. How much money do you think they're losing right now? The U.S. in Vegas. Huge money for Vegas. Vegas, oh, yeah. Vegas a ton, yeah. Ve- Vegas has got to be hoping. Yeah. Obviously, they're praying that they get NHL. No, we watched... Yeah, exactly. I hope they get NHL because we watched the UFC. They had like three cards in Jacksonville. Yeah. And although there was no fans, it was still entertaining. They did the in-ring announcing, you know, and they did the octagon interviews. They go to Vegas and they're like making them wear masks. They're not doing yeah. oh, it. Is that, is that where it was this week? The last couple cards have been in Vegas. Okay. Yeah. There's um, just no consistency. Kevin Randleman. Is That's the, who it was. Yes. Yeah, I was thinking of. So 20. Yeah. So George St. Pierre. And Kevin Randleman are being inducted this year. Yeah, Kevin Randleman, postmortem. So it's just it's unfortunate. Yeah. I feel bad for those. Guys. But the card huge. I will be getting in. There yeah. will be there will be yes. watching here. I don't know uh, if I'm list that off. Or... I got it right here. Yeah, Usman got... fights Gilbert Burns. Burns just beat Woodley, who was a former champ. Yep. Woodley still needs to th- learn how to engage in a fight before he wins the belt again. Yep. Um, the rumor is Usman fighting Burns. That fight was actually offered to Masvidal, who turned it down. Like, even at the 11th hour, he turned it down. Really? He wants the money. The, this, I don't even know if you want to get into this. Yeah, we will. Stuff right yep. now. Okay. Uh, Max Holloway is getting his rematch with Alexander Volkanovsky for his featherweight title, which... Yep. A Polish brother. It's well-deserved, and it's going to be a good fight. <laughs> there it is again. Uh, Peter Jan is fighting Aldo for the vacated Bantamweight title, which... Sahuda just gave up. We'll get more into that. Okay. Uh, Rose Yamanunas is fighting Jessica Andre, and that's a rematch. Yep. No belt on the line because Wheelie Zhang currently has that belt. Correct. And then Russ's girl, Paige Van Zandt, is fighting Amanda Rebus. Yeah, she is. That is the main card. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, five fights, three championship fights. Correct. It'll be a late night because those last two will be yes. five, five round fights. July last three 11th. fights. That's not a golf tournament weekend for us, well, so we can stay up and watch it. Yeah, yeah, we but would anyway. Time, time zone change, right? They will probably have it in. Uh, that's a good point, but yeah. I'm, I'm guessing they'll have it over there at a time that it would be prime time. Prime time here. here. Okay. Yep. I think that was very similar to the. I have to look it up. That's Don't quote point. me, but the Poirier Khabib fight. Because yeah. no, that happened during the day. We were here. Yeah, it was. I that I was thought I saw a couple of them during the day. So Abu Dhabi. Spelled that wrong. Dobby. Probably still spelled it wrong. Abu Dobby. Current time. So, other fights announced not taking place in... Yeah. We got time zone. So, they're eight hours ahead of us, I believe. So... That might be a morning. So maybe that won't happen. Yeah, yeah that might be. Right a, now, what's it say? Five forty-two in the morning. Two a.m. So they. I would, mean, you can't drink all day unless you start in the morning, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't punch guys all day if you don't yeah. start in the morning. So yeah, that. Okay, yeah, maybe I'll retract that statement. That might be a 10 o'clock thing over there that happens at noon here or something like that. Yeah. 
that it doesn't add up, but you know what I'm getting at. Pending weather, maybe. We, pending nine, weather. Nine hours. Russell. How about this? <laughs> That's true. Pending weather. It is outdoors. Pending weather. Well, I'll probably have a roof over there, but because they did that for the Khabib fight, I think it was yeah. kind of inside, outside, and it was, yeah. it was hot. Dana White can afford a roof. Yeah. So pending weather, maybe I'll run the cable outside and we'll watch it on the porch outside. Oh, pending weather. Oh, here. Pe- pending weather here pending in Corning, New York. York. Yes. I like that. You like that? I like that. <laughs> we can make that happen. Okay. Can we bring in some sand and? Tiki torches and I like got tiki torches like we're at Abu Dhabi. Yeah, can you bring a ring in for Russell? And I? Yes, oh <laughs> I will make one. Careful, well, he's, he's be got careful. A, he's got a <laughs> Remember, I got nothing but spare time, and this video gets five thousand views. <laughs> he's got he's got a fence out there already, so I guess yeah. you we can just stay within the fence. So other fights announced <laughs> yesterday. DC and Stipe are oh, going to get yes. it on again. Yes, they are. Third time. That Third time, August 15th. August 15th. So it wasn't a lie like four months ago when we talked about it? No, it wasn't. I mean, it was finally signed for the 15th. I think Stipe yeah. is able to get back in the gym. He had some high issues. What day did you say? August and 15th. August 15th, yeah. And let's be honest, this is also happening because John Jones is, I don't know, doesn't want to fight. He doesn't. He wants to get paid. So I think if he wanted to get paid, he'd be fighting potentially Miocic for the. Could be. I mean, this has been a talk for a while. So, Eric Hawani said that this is probably it for D.C. They asked him that, and he I said yes. Is. I think it is. But he said, what if D.C. wins? We don't know what he's going to do. Is he going to vacate the bell? Or is he going to walk away? Yeah, that's true. Or does he get a huge payday and fight Jones, the that's, heavyweight? So, I, I think. I say, if D.C. If, wins, right, wouldn't Jones be like, hey, I'll take that fight now? If D.C. wins heavyweight title and they throw the money at both him and Jones – They'll do it. That fight will happen. Yeah. If Jones doesn't want to fight because Jones is having money issues with the UFC right now and that fight would be against anybody else, I don't think DC takes it. So I think I will agree with that. If he beats me, if DC beats me, Ochich, the only way he'll fight again is if it's against Jones. At heavyweight. At heavyweight. For a lot of money. At heavyweight, yes. And then Ariel Hawani said he thinks there's a possibility this is it for DC or for uh, Stipe. He said if Stipe loses, he could see him walking away. I don't. Granted, the guy's got nothing left to prove. My opinion, he's probably one of the I best heavyweights ever. How, how old is he? Good uh, question. Yeah, I'll look that up. I don't think. I don't see Stipe I don't, walking away. I don't away. think so. Especially if Miocic loses and DC retires, you have a vacated belt. Miocic in a heavyweight division that's not really that deep, he's still probably one of the top two contenders for it. He's probably going to fight Jones or Nagano. Right. Yeah. For that belt. Stipe is 37. He'll be 30. He'll be 38 in August. So I, don't a, I don't think he's done. What's a, what's a... Jones is, or excuse me, Cormier is even a lot older. Cormier's in his 40s. Cormier is 41. Cormier's what's, a, what's like an average retirement age? Some of these guys, like, in the early 40s, they might walk away. Plus you're right. I was going to say, I, I feel like it's kind of all over the map. But, yeah. yeah, I would say late 30s, early 40s. So we'll get into the money issues. Uh, first, not a money issue. Connor tweeted that he retired. It's the third time he's tweeted that he's retired. And I already mentioned the other day, I used to be a fan of Connor, supported the guy. I'm tired of it. I'm really tired of the guy. Like, yep. stop, stop fighting all your fights on Twitter. If you're, if you're that good, get back in the octagon. Yeah. He's picking fights at lightweight. 
He's won one fight at lightweight because they gave him a title shot and he moved up. Yeah. I'm sick of hearing him yeah. around his mouth. Just Yeah, guys. That, and to, it, it just, to me, it's bullshit because you have guys who had a good night. Garber had a good night. Come back after three fights. You know, Nunez having a great night. You know, basically probably the greatest women fighter of all time. And this jackass has got to get on Twitter and make it about himself. Oh, I'm retired. And then that's the news. Yeah. That's all they talk about. And I'm like, that's yeah. I don't want to hear about Connor tweeting and he hasn't fought in like two years. Yeah. I, I just don't. So we've got Connor retired, Cejudo retired. Retired, but said Jack. yesterday that he would possibly come right. back to fight Volkanovski so, for the yeah. belt and move up a weight class. Right. So that's that's what I'm getting at. You got Connor retired, Cejudo retired, and Jones for money issues, has said he's walking away. And I would bet my money we'll see all three of those guys in the octagon again. I think it's all a ploy. I mean, I think John's trying to get more money. John, you know as well as I do, both do, I'm, I've been a huge John Jones fan. So have you, and I think even for the casual fan, you have too. It has something to do that he's from our relative area around here. Right. He is – he's definitely one of the top three greatest fighters ever. Yeah. But – Similar to Connor, I'm kind of getting sick of him. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to hear about you. I, yeah, I'm getting tired of hearing about the money issues and all his legal issues. And if you can get your shit straight, he's admitted early in his career he was getting paid around two million dollars a fight. I thought, yeah. And recently, it's been five million dollars a fight. Now, I don't know what he wants. Floyd Mayweather money, where he's getting three hundred million dollars for said he won. But the, the rumor was he wanted Wilder money, which was thirty million. Then he tweeted, said, I never mentioned Wilder money. I don't even get half of half. Yeah. Which would be, you know. So if you want to get paid, don't take it to Twitter. Be a man about it and have a conversation with Dana White. Supposedly these guys haven't even had a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Jones is tweeting and Dana White's talking to the media about it. Stop. Both of you. Stop. Yeah. I thought you, well, you you said we were going to talk about UFC 250 and Fight Island. I wrote five words down. McGregor retires. John Jones, Masvidal. I didn't write anything about the two things you mentioned. I mean, Masvidal's <laughs> yeah. the same way. Yeah. Same way. Right? I love so, Masvidal, but... So this is going to go back to... Uh, this is my face where I'm drawing a blank real quick, who we were talking about. with Con- Oh, Scotty Pippen. Uh-oh. So you signed a contract like Scotty Pippen did. John Jones... The, all UFC fighters, they typically sign a contract for X number of fights... It's probably commonly between three and six fights. So you sign this contract. I'm going to fight six fights under the UFC promotion. And I don't know how it works, but that contract has to have financial uh, arrangements right. written down. Right. Uh, your base salary and a percentage of pay-per-view sales, most likely. Right. If John Jones, John Jones has at least, I believe, one fight left on his contract, I think. I think he just signed a new contract. Okay. I almost want to say he just agreed to like a five fight contract. So if he was having this argument when his contract was up and was not under contract, then okay, I can deal with that. This is your negotiation tactic. If you just signed a deal and you've still got five fights left under the UFC promotion, then you shouldn't assign that contract if you don't like the details. I'm not 100% correct, but I think I, I thought I read that he just signed a new contract. Looking up? I'm trying to. So that's. I. I I don't know. Here's my. I, I'm sure I'm wired differently, but I'm just sick of these guys that sign a contract and get 25% into it, and then they don't like the contract anymore. Well, then you should have signed something shorter. Right. Uh, so here, I'll give you an example. And I, you guys know I'm not 
I can't believe I'm saying this. When it, I'll just say this. When it comes to Jones and DC, I'm Team Jones. 100%. Um, the more I listen to DC call fights, he's not a bad guy, I don't think. But, as you said, we've always been Team Jones. Yeah. I'm sure... I'm sure some of our dislike of Cormier is because we're Jones fans. Right. It's not necessarily all hatred towards Correct. Cormier. It's somewhat of an allegiance towards Jones. Correct. I 100% agree with that. So here's where I will give DC credit. He mentioned the other day in his show with Aaron Hawani, he, his current contract DC has, if he is not, not the title holder, if he's the contender, Mm-hmm. In his contract, it's been in his contract for like three years. And he said, I went back like after I won the light heavyweight belt, redid a contract. If he's the contender, it's in his contract that he gets paid 300000 base salary for the fight. 300000 That's it. That's yep. not a lot for a guy who you might consider the greatest yep. of all time. But if DC wants more money, does he go to Twitter and no. tweet about it? No. no. So when we were just looking up, uh, Amanda Nunez, Felicia Spencer. I believe I just read that Amanda Nunez got paid four hundred fifty thousand for UFC two fifty. That's it. And we're you can make the argument that she's in the conversation of greatest fighter ever. She's clearly the most dominant female fighter at two weight classes, right? And she's making a percentage of what John Jones is making. Oh, <clears throat> granted, some of that money is some of it is public, some of it is not. Yeah, I'm sure that's her base salary. That's not including pay-per-view buys percentage. But like DC said, if I'm if I'm going to a fight, I just go to Dana and say, "Hey, can we can we talk about this?" Right. So that's the way you do it. Yeah, you don't put it in a public eye, and you don't go to Twitter and it, yeah. That's yeah. if you're looking to get anywhere. I mean, we all seen Dana White in action, and the guy has built an empire in the UFC. I, and if you're if you're trying to do business with him, he's no filter, yeah. he's no bullshit. Going to Twitter and tweeting about it is not going to yeah. get you a contract. Dana White has always been. I I, I love listening to his pre- press conferences because he pulls very, no punches. He is one hundred percent bluntly honest, and it doesn't matter if he's ripping somebody a new one. He sticks to his guns, and I've grown to pretty much trust what he's saying. And yeah. He's pretty black and white. Yeah. When you got Dana White answering questions at a press conference about Jones and Jones rambling on Twitter, to be quite honest, I'm going to believe Dana White. I just I don't understand the the logic. No. Nope. Uh, I don't understand like the the angle. Like that's not how you're going to get things yeah. done. You got a you got an update and over there? I got nothing. Okay. All I, all I can see is I, Dana White told obviously Masvidal that he doesn't need him to make money. So. And he's right. Which is right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Masvidal sold a lot of fights with the whole Diaz thing because of the hype and the, you know, the, yeah. the belt. But and one thing, I believe I heard, I believe it was Dana White that said this. For most UFC contracts, he has it written in there that he is required to offer fighters three fights per year. So if you if he offers you a fight in February and you turn it down, he's now required to offer you two more. He's not trying, you know, if you turn one down, he doesn't still have to offer you three to try okay. to get you three fights. Just throughout the calendar year, he has to offer a fighter three fights. So if John Jones said, I believe John Jones said right now he's making around $5 million a fight. So if that contract is true, Dana White's required to offer John Jones three fights this year, which would get him around $15 million per year. 
plus which, pay-per-view probably. Right. Which puts him up into the upper echelon as far as all athletes go as far as you know their salaries. I just don't for, understand. For three, basically three days of fighting, right? I mean, there's a lot. I, I mean, there's a lot of training and everything there, else. There's constant training, and then you have. But it's a, entirely yeah. different from Correct. playing 162 baseball games. You have you have eight Correct. weeks camp. Yep. You have to pay your gym. You have to pay your coaches. There is other yeah. stuff involved. Three three fights. Yeah, there's it's it's three fight nights. You could probably argue that each fight night, like you just said, is about two months of work. So yeah. you're talking six months of work for potentially around fifteen plus million dollars. There aren't many athletes that would turn that down. Now, on the flip side, do I think they can afford to pay their fighters more? I do. I do. I, I agree with you. I do. If, buddy, if there's, buddy. they want boxing money, and I don't, I don't understand. I don't know how boxing can afford to pay their fighters. That I mean, I just to me, boxing just doesn't have. Yeah. Boxing doesn't have the structure, and their weight classes and stuff to make it easy for people to follow. Therefore, they don't have as many fans. Yeah. In my opinion. So. I I one hundred percent agree they could be paying them more. Yeah, but again, I just go back to you signed a damn contract. You gotta you gotta live with it until that's up. Right. If you wanna you wanna negotiate, argue numbers, whatever you wanna do when you're a free agent, so be it. And you got and here's the you got guys like Jones and some of these guys. Now I don't know if jo- Jones. I'm just guessing here. Is it possible? Is John taking this avenue because he's sticking up for all the fighters? I mean, we saw a guy last week win his fight, and then he, when they did a, a post-fight interview, he was up, he's like, I, I still have to go to work on Monday. I mean, he, he was claiming he's not making enough money that this is his only job after winning a fight in the UFC. So I would, I mean, there's, so I would like to see some of these yeah. lower-tier guys, if they're going to make it to the UFC... At yeah. least give them a little more money than what these guys are claiming they're making. So, I, I don't have anything on the current contract, but this is 2014, so obviously six years ago. Uh, John Jones signed an eight-fight contract, but Dana said he would renegotiate after three. And I guess that's a lot of that's a, that's in a lot of contracts from what I I'm think it is. is. You know, if they have a six-fight contract, he'll renegotiate after a certain number. And that's of fine, but okay. don't do it over Twitter. Right. Uh, yeah. Yes. That's not how you get things done. Yeah. I really don't care which side of the fence you fall on with this, you know, if you're if you're in the athlete shoes. Don't don't yeah, do it on Twitter. Don't do it on Twitter. Don't do it on Twitter. If you're looking for a stalemate in a contract negotiation, take your shit to Twitter. That's like if I me working my 9 to 5, if I feel like I want to raise, that's like me going to the local newspaper and putting an article in there. I, I, that really is the equivalent of that. Yeah. Well, you won't. You're <laughs> right, I won't, because I'm not a donkey no, no, like nobody John reads, Jones. Nobody reads the newspaper, so it's true. But, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> basically what that's... the company. <laughs> yeah. But that's basically what that's the... It really about. is. You have the guy's phone number. Yeah. Call him up and you, set up some time. Call, you could call or text him. You set up a Zoom back. call. Use some of your $5 million to fly out, fly out there somewhere and sit down and talk to him. But, yeah. Masvidal, same thing. I mean, I love the guy, but it's like, come on, man. Come on. And Masvidal is an uh, outstanding fighter, but even he's not as proven as somebody like John Jones. I was going to say, how many John, fights has he? John, I mean, he's obviously fought a lot, but it's not. He's like 48 fights. Right, but recently is what? Oh, he blew up in five. the last year. Yeah, right. right. He, he did the Askren thing, then he yeah. came out and he beat Diaz's ass yeah. and won the, of, you know, the BMF belt. And 
of the two of them, John Jones clearly has uh, a stronger leg to stand on when it comes to contract negotiations, but versus Masvidal. But I read the other day that if Ma- all of Masvidal's split decisions have gone his, would have gone his way, he'd be forty and eight. That's decent. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> but another guy I'm a fan of, but I don't know. Yeah, just, I just, just don't take mouth. it. To- John Jones, shut your mouth. Masvidal, shut your mouth. Conor McGregor, shut your mouth. Yeah, Con- the whole Conor thing. I'm just, I'm, I'm over. Ross Grinnell. I'll, I'll fight. I'll fight any of you for five million bucks. Ooh, you heard it here first. <laughs> I'll even let you punch at him. If this gets two views, Russ. <laughs> Russ will I bought right. a Mega Millions ticket last night. I haven't checked, by the way. Well, that's because you got a golf course to rebuild after you win it. That's true. Yeah, what? Can we check it right now? It's in my truck. Well, we got to do the draft. Yeah, we but, do. Yeah. Oh, let's do the draft before we end this. How, who's going to go first? Well, oh, yeah. I don't care what pick I have. So we're, we're going to do... We're snake draft. We're going right? to do snake draft. How, what do you want to do? Three or four guys? Let's do three. All right, three guys. Ooh. Choose anybody you want playing this week. Best finisher wins. <laughs> how much? Preferably guys that are playing this week. Well... Yeah, let's put 10 bucks don't, on it. Don't pick Brant Sneedeker because he dropped out. Did he? I, I had... I, yeah, I just looked at okay. DraftKings and set my lineup, and he was out. So um, <laughs> I assume he just dropped. We're doing. What's the order? I don't. I don't care. All right, you. Can, I'll tell you what. You can have the first pick. We'll go one, two, we'll, three. Yeah, we'll just snake it right around the table. All right. What do you want? Uh, Rory. Okay. Russ. Uh, Justin Thomas. Okay. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take Ian Poulter. Ooh, I don't have him on my wow. list. Yeah, I gotta add him. I like Poults. And then for my next pick, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take uh, Victor Hovland. Ooh, I like that. Victor Hovland. Um, I will take Brooks Kepka. Jordan Spieth. Ooh. I really home, hope home state, and I feel I feel like I'm hoping the rest and relaxation. I really hope. Helps, I hope Spieth reset. has a good year. I really do. Yeah. Go ahead. Last pick, Adam. And then I'm going to take. Oh God. How's this for content, dude? This is. Uh, we got the whole field list over there. It was his idea. You think it. you'd have a list in order and just. I'm going to take Fatrick. Oh, boy. And I'm writing Fatrick. All right. You can punch him now, not me. <laughs> Patrick Reed. Is it um, bad that when I write Patrick, it, all my phone autocorrects to Fatrick? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. No. I am going to take Sung J M. That's what I was debating with. He was hot before the COVID. Yeah, <laughs> he had a fever. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Kisner. Uh, he was on my list too. I like that pick. Ten dollar hairs. Ten dollar hairs each. Highest uh, position finishing. Sweet. All right, boys. Good episode. We had a lot to get off our chest there. We did. I felt like it was a therapeutic session. Yeah. We never know what could come out next episode. The three of us playing together Friday. Oh boy. That's true. Well, you've already challenged me on the golf course, so you're in trouble. I don't have a job, so all I do is play golf. It's probably not a good idea. 
Yeah, so yeah, I know we're trying to wrap this up. We got a golf trip this Friday. Uh, we go to a course about an hour away. We're playing 36 holes. The morning's a scramble. The afternoon is play your own ball. And then the afternoon, three I think I think my scramble might be your guys's. I got a decent team. I'm not worried about the scramble. I'm looking forward to the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so the three I, was, of us, I was thinking about this. We're teeing off first in the afternoon. We're going to finish three hours before yeah, the last group. Get it back on be. the road. It will be. Well, no, we got we got to wait for our money. We might be hammered. <laughs> we might well, be. Russ I, and I will. You got to drive. <laughs> yeah, you're driving. That's so. true. That's true. <laughs> All right, boys. See you guys Friday. And, uh, yeah, don't forget to subscribe. We're also on iTunes. Yes, we are. And Spotify. Hit that bell for notifications, right? Thank you. Eager. Eager. <laughs> Later. <laughs>